no no notes tonight no graphics no matthew uh just me tonight you know i i got a good friend his name is sun's geek and he goes live all the time by himself so i can do the same thing right like i can i can i can run a, a show solo can i uh and that's what i'm gonna do tonight a weird night for the phoenix suns as they lose to the Sacramento Kings. And it was just a weird night overall. So this, to those of you who are tuning in and, and watching along live, and even if you're listening to this at a later time, you might uh, wonder why this isn't a full-on hour show. It's not going to be a full-on hour show. One, I'm tired. It's a long fucking night. Had tickets to the game. Drove downtown. Billy Joel, ladies and gentlemen. Billy Joel is in town. Downtown Phoenix. Now, what's interesting is this game against the Sacramento Kings is a game in which the Phoenix Suns didn't regularly have scheduled on their schedule. Following their loss on Tuesday to the Los Angeles Lakers in the in-season tournament, they were given another game to fill out their 82-game schedule. That game was against the other team that lost in the in-season tournament quarterfinals, which happened to be the Sacramento Kings. So this wasn't a normally scheduled game. So they slotted it for Friday night here in Phoenix. And as I went downtown to go see the game, the traffic was fucking horrendous. An hour and a half, I was stuck in traffic downtown simply trying to find a parking spot to the point where I just threw my hands up and said, fuck it. I'm getting out of here. I'm driving back up to my home in North Phoenix, uh, stopping at Famous Sam's on 32nd Street and, and Shay to watch a little bit of this game. Didn't like what I saw. No, no Durant, no Beal. This is what you get. No Durant, no Beal, just Booker. You triple team him and, and you win the game. So, uh, again, for those of you who are watching along live, thank you for doing so. If you're listening at a later time, thank you for doing so. If you're watching at a later time, thank you for doing so. Will not be a long podcast. It will be me going solo here, talking about all the reasons the Phoenix Suns lost and fuck Billy Joel. So, crack him if you got him on this Friday night. Let's fucking start this shit. One fourteen to one oh six. The Phoenix Suns lose to the Sacramento Kings again. If you're joining me, it's just going to be a solo show. It's just me tonight. Matthew at the game covering it on behalf of Bright Side of the Sun. So uh, read his recap over there if you'd like to get the written word. But if you want to listen along or watch along, I appreciate you doing so. Uh, as Matthew Joyce says in the in the chat, "Damn that piano man!" Yeah, fuck you, Jilly, Billy Joel. Fuck you. The traffic that you created downtown literally made me turn around and just go home. I couldn't find a parking spot. It was absolute mayhem. I sat and sat and sat and sat and sat. And so you had that. It, a weird vibe inside the, the arena tonight, obviously, because a lot of people are stuck in traffic. So there's no energy. There's no juice in there. And then the Phoenix Suns abided by doing the same thing in the third quarter. Team came out. Third quarter. You know, it, it, it's a decent game. They're playing okay. Uh, again, no Kevin Durant, no Bradley Beal, because, I mean, <laughs> when's the last time you saw Bradley Beal play a Phoenix Suns, uh, a game in a Phoenix Suns uniform? Uh, it's been quite some time. But 
Phoenix Suns come out in that third quarter and are just abysmal. They they actually come out actually kind of hot, push the lead up to 11, and then they proceed to go 6 of 23 from the field. That's 26.1% from the floor. 0 of 8 from beyond the arc. That's 0% from the floor and from beyond the arc and are negative 21 points. And uphill battle from there on out. And when you have the 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 lack of Kevin Durant and the lack of Bradley Beal and the lack of firepower, you're not going to win this game. Uh, I, I wrote the recap, or I'm sorry, the, the preview for Bright Side, and I, I called a loss tonight. I just I felt it was going to be too much to overcome because the Suns entered this game with the 23rd most bench points in the entire NBA, and now without Beal, without Grayson Allen, without Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant shooting 50% from beyond the arc. Grayson Allen shooting like what? 46% from beyond the arc. You take those guys out of the lineup. You're stepping guys up into the role. You need solid offensive nights from Josh Okogie, from Kata Bates Diop guys who don't typically provide you with those kind of uh, numbers. But in this opportunity that Josh Okogie gets tonight, zero points. 0-5 from the field, 0-3 from, from downtown, some wide-open threes at that. Some good defensive stuff, which he always brings you. Two blocks, two steals, but ultimately, a zero in the box score. You need somebody to step up with those guys out, and Devin Booker did what he could. Had 28 points, seven assists, seven rebounds, three turnovers, uh, a steal in there, but he couldn't do it alone, and alone is what he essentially had to do it. I mentioned in the preview that it was going to come down to bench points for the Phoenix Suns. Is how could their bench play against the Sacramento Kings? So what? Let's see, eighteen. That's twenty-seven, thirty, thirty-eight points for the Phoenix Suns off the bench of their one hundred and six. Fourteen, thirteen. That's twenty-seven, thirty-seven, forty-two, and you had. 14 points from Venetsikov. You had 13 points from Malik Monk and 10 points from uh, Keon Ellis on the Sacramento Kings side. So, again, a, a challenge for the Phoenix Suns when you're we're, you're playing that Pacific Division foe and you're depleted. They, I think the only person they were missing from a health standpoint was former Phoenix Suns legendary big man, Alex Len. And if that's the case... I didn't expect the win. I'm just pissed about that fucking traffic. I'm still fuck you, piano man. So yeah, not not the greatest game, you know. And, and here's the way you got to look at it, Suns fans. Twelve and ten. Twelve and ten. Okay. Go through the division. We've lost three times to the Lakers. This is our first time playing against the Sacramento Kings. L. Uh, the Warriors, we've beat twice, and the Blazers, we've beat once. So overall, if my math serves me correctly, we're three and four in the division, right? There's 60 games left. Six, zero. We're frustrated. I hated the traffic downtown tonight. I turned around. There's crackheads walking the street. You know how terrifying it is to be sitting in traffic, not moving. And somebody comes right up to your window and just like stares at you, and you're like, "Get this motherfucker some crack." I don't know. It was it was some scary stuff going on downtown Phoenix tonight. It's frustrating to lose 
twice in a week, both at the hands of division foes, both at the hands of teams that wear purple, just like us, but not as pretty as us. But at the end of the day, there's 60 games left. Now, there's opportunity. We saw a lot of challenges, right? Uh, you have... Can you hear me, Matthew? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. How you doing, man? I was just bitching and moaning about traffic. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Can you, is it too loud? No, you're fine. Real quick, okay. Ozzy, Ozzy Suns fans in the podcast says he recognized you from the podcast and wanted to say hello. Uh, if you're if you're talking about Billy Joel, listen, Gavin, you and I sat out on my patio here and we listened to Billy Joel and we drank and I hate the piano man after tonight, man. How did you get in the arena, dude? I barely got in. I was like, you and Shannon when you when Shannon texted me, she's like, hey, we're leaving. I'm like, it makes sense. Like I almost just left too and went home, dude. I got in, um, I probably sat down with like six minutes left in the first quarter, but Jeez. I was in traffic for like an hour too, just like you guys. That was insane. Man. It was like an hour and 45 minutes, dude. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, yeah. There I was hate no Billy Joel. Too. Like the crowd, it was uh, probably still about halftime. It was halfway empty. So. And we had crackheads walking around us while we were sitting in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. It was <laughs> terrifying man it was terrifying so you know I, I was saying it's unfortunate it's an unfortunate loss absolutely but there's still 60 games to go you know but there is some things that are frustrating and you're you're starting to see some reoccurrences we saw this in the lakers game we've seen this numerous times throughout the season yusuf nurkic in the final five minutes just becomes the target of every opposing player uh uh, Darren Fox had what 23 in the fourth quarter? Is that what he had, Matthew? Yeah, it was something insane like that because he wasn't really relevant in the first half of the life. And so his whole strategy was you know what? I'm going to attack Yusuf Nurkic. We're going to pull him out, we're going to get the switch, and we're going to attack him. And because Darren Fox is so quick, you know, that's that's the challenge that we're going to have with, with Nurkic. And, and we knew that, and we know that, uh, moving forward. Frank Vogel is going to have to come up with some solution. The solution could be in the final five minutes of games, we see small ball five and KD at the five when these matchups and, and these uh, astute opposing teams know to attack Yusuf Nurkic. But we talk about the highs. Well, this is one of those lows, okay? This is one of those lows and one of those bummers from Nurkic because, you know, 15 points, nine rebounds in 30 minutes, played decent, if you will against Sabonis, but in that fourth quarter, he was ineffective both on the defensive end and both on the rebounding end as well, right? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. On mute. Who did you just talk about? Sorry, dude. You like, you like, uh, I couldn't hear you there for a minute. Who was it you were uh, talking about? Nurkic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that makes sense. Nurkic tonight, man, he's a badass. He's just a straight-up badass. Him and Booker in the fourth quarter were like, they're trying to go at it and try to pump his team and try to get that win, pry it out of their hands. Um, him and Nurk are just like badasses on the court. Nurk wanted to fight somebody tonight. And like you look at his yeah, stat line. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, but you look at his stat lines, like, ah, it sucks. But like being here at the games and watching him, like, it's it's different. I liked what I saw from him. I think he just, it's weird he only had like a three assist because I just felt like he was kind of setting up guys most of the night. But I just think it was mostly the Suns or opportunities and just going to take advantage of it. And on the other end, when he's, I feel like setting guys up. They just couldn't. They just couldn't connect. And um, I, I liked myself in there tonight, honestly. Well, and again, the challenge that I had is in that fourth quarter, he became the target on defense, and he wasn't boxing out, and he was allowing long offensive rebounds to the Kings that they took advantage of every single time. So while he does bring that physicality and some attitude to the team that is appreciated, effectiveness is lacking uh, and it has been the past couple games. And, and it's like I said, when you have a $16 million a year center, this is what you get. You get highs, you get lows, you get games where he goes out there and he scores, you know, 30 something points. Uh, who was that against the Blazers? And no, I wasn't the Blazers. What game were we at when he scored 30 points or I was at the game? Maybe wasn't it the Blazers? I don't versus former team? I feel like they it was all, the Blazers. They all bleed together, man. There's so many uh, of them. Yeah, no, he didn't score 40, uh, 30 against DA. It was, maybe it was, I don't know. But he's got those highs and lows, but I feel like we had a low tonight because of the fact that uh, he was such a target. And, and I like what El Sol says. Yeah, me too. The team is close, just needs yep. to get healthy. They are close. You know, so again, the the frustration I I have tonight is not necessarily – because of the loss, because I expected this loss. And again, we're 12 and 10 and we got 60 games to go. Like it's going to be okay. Jamsters. And it seems like the majority of you who are watching along, at least live, you understand the sky isn't falling. I'm just pissed off at Billy fucking Joel and Stevie Nicks. I'm so <laughs> mad at that. At, at, uh, come out, Virginia. Don't uh, only the good die young. All his great songs. I don't want to hear him for a year. You don't want to hear it. Do that. And I know, it was- and I know Gavin and Ozzy Suns fan. He's coming to Phoenix in like three weeks, he's going to want to hear Billy Joel. No. That really made me mad tonight. Yeah, it was like New York City. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? I was sitting in the same spot for like 10 minutes. Me too. And like when people don't like let you over, I barely stuck into that garage and changed it from Jefferson or whatever. I don't even know where we parked before. My Chase Field. And I changed it. I barely snuck in there. If I would have missed that, like I heard you missed a few times, the parking spots, I would have been gone. <laughs> I they wouldn't let me in. Like I couldn't get over to my lanes that I needed to turn, and like I, I mean, it was it was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Weird. It's uh, a weird night, dude. For sure. What do you think of you to want to Nobby tonight? You know, nine points, three of eight from the field, all from beyond the arc. Uh, Twenty-four minutes played. We knew that with both Allen and Durant out, that somebody was going to get a bump in minutes. It was you to want to Nobby. What'd you think? Oh, he came through tonight. Um, I still think he's in the Shaman zone because, you know, you got to see it a few more games in a row. Um, we needed someone else to step up tonight. Of course, Eric Gordon filled the shoes of 
as much as he could next to Devin Booker of the shooting shoes. We'll just say that. Yeah. And uh, Udo did his best there in the fourth quarter. When he hit three in a row. And it was just him and Nurk. And then Eric Gordon hit one there too. So they went on that little stretch of run. They just needed that extra guy. And he was it. He was that guy for a second. So, yeah, three of eight. Um, it doesn't look the best. But in that stretch, it was huge because they got the crowd back into it. They got every, all the team. Uh, everyone was just like fighting back for that last surge to try to take over the lead and get back into the game. And he was a big help to that. And that's what you want to see from him, stepping up in those moments. So that was big for him. I think the biggest challenge with Phoenix right now, and it's definitely something that we have to continue to focus on, is we're a middle-of-the-pack rebounding team. We entered this game 15th in the league in total rebounds. And then again tonight, we were out-rebounded by 10 by the Kings. The Kings aren't a great rebounding team and 15 to eight on the offensive glass. And it started to become a theme to where the Phoenix suns just, they, I'm just like <laughs> crouched down here. <laughs> Isn't it crazy when you're sitting up there and like everybody leaves. Yeah. Everyone's gone. Well, everyone leaves like with five minutes left. Sometimes like when they kind of figured out who's going to win, they take off. So you get but the people right to next to you. Good luck. Good luck, yeah, everybody good, getting good, out good of luck here. Out there. Good, good. It's funny when the people are like right next to you and they start like wiping the glass. They're like cleaning oh. the glass next to you and the sweets and stuff. You're like, sorry, I'm just here. Like, fucking, <laughs> fuck Billy Joel. Am I right? Yeah. And then, like, I always like it when you're here and there's no one else really here on the media side. And you're like always next to everybody that is here. I don't know how that works out. I know. You're 100% you're like, together. Yeah, four, yeah. four people. There's like eight people can sit on media row and there's like three who are all there and the other five don't show up, but they have the three. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but the rebounding for the Suns has to improve. And this is, again, a point of emphasis. And we talk about health. This isn't a health-related issue. I think it's, you know, some of the rumblings. you got to understand that we're seven days away. We're one week away from when the majority of the Suns roster becomes available via trade. And rebounding needs to be addressed. Uh, Drew Eubanks had a much better game. Yusuf Nurkic, decent game, a decent rebounder. But there's got to be something else. That it's like it's like from a uh, a size standpoint, they just they're not getting it done on the re- on the rebounding side. And we've noticed in games when they do rebound well, they win the games. But when they're out rebounded, they're not winning games. And that's going to be something that I will definitely be looking into to put forth uh, some observations on the uh, the bright side of the sun.com is how the Suns perform when they out rebound teams and if they're winning games because it's just. It, it, it's an unfortunate trend to see uh, knowing that it's so vital to success, not only during the regular season, but come postseason rebounding is everything. Those extra possessions are just the kick in the balls. It's like, it's like listening to, to Billy Joel in traffic, <laughs> kicking the balls. Yeah. Um, you know, in games like this tonight where the Kings seem like they came out on the other end of everything with the ball. Yeah. If the Suns were playing good D and they were on top of them on the floor, like, oh, you can't get out of this, they would find a way to move the ball around and hit that big shot every second chance they had too. Um, so it's frustrating, but it's like the Suns have that effort and the fight in them to really get themselves in good position to win games. Like we saw in that seven-game win streak where yeah. a lot of those games came down to like the final shot with Kevin Durant hitting a couple of them. Uh, it was just like they have to like really just make sure that they can, I, I guess like continue to fight for the boards. But I don't know if you can really bring someone in here to help out. It's kind of like a couple guys I feel like kind of dropped off, like Eubanks. Um, Metsu's been doing better, 
But like with the Eubanks dropping off the way he's been and uh, just Kevin Durant being out, I just think it's more noticeable just right now. I don't think it's that big of a deal to me yet. I like what Blaze Megatron says in the chat. He says, long misses come down to the guards hustle. That's 100% oh, yeah. true because you, you saw that a lot tonight, especially in the fourth quarter. The Kings entered tonight, I think, taking the third most three-pointers per game. So you know they're going to be launching them. And you have to game plan for the fact that if they miss them, which they do, I think they are middle of the pack or maybe a little bit less. Uh, I think they shoot 35% from beyond the arc. So they take a ton of threes, but they don't hit a bunch of threes. So if you know that on the scouting, you have to be ready to hustle for those rebounds. Uh, a Kogi needs to hustle for those rebounds. You know, instead of just being flat-footed and watching Harrison Barnes just step in front of him after he took yeah. a shot and then getting the rebound and then it gets out to De'Aaron Fox and boom, there's a three. So those are the things. When when they're, when they're you have a team like the Kings who are just a bunch of uptown girls who are just shooting threes from downtown, uh, they didn't start the fire. But when they hit those shots, it feels like they're always a woman just the way you are. And now I'm moving out for the longest are time. These, see, I don't even know the songs that he sings, but if I heard one, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. I know that it's one. It's a New York state of mind, I guess. I don't know. It's just fuck you, Billy Joel. Are you, so fuck are you going to be, are we going to be doing a quick pot tonight? Is this a short one? I, this is, this will be ending very soon. This okay, is going to be a so very, <laughs> I just wanted to say, put, put some uh, points out there because I'm already done. I'm going to go to the interviews because I, I think the players are like coming on now, but I wanted Perfect. just to say that, Games like this where you have to go up against Fox and then you see how Halliburton's playing. Those are things that kind of scare me always with just the younger guards that come out and they're just like dominant against the Suns. I know yeah. Halliburton's over in the East, but this just, this just kind of bothers me when they outplay Booker in a way where, uh, yeah, they can close these games out with just without any help, really. I mean, obviously the Kings have some help, but the way Fox can just carry this team and just be that guy. And then you have Halliburton over there. And of course, a lot of the LeBron James is like 22 years old now. So <laughs> it's always kind of scary to watch that stuff. But then I feel like as a team, the Suns have a chance when Bill comes back and after they're playing for a couple months or for a month together, that's the only thing I look forward to. I don't look forward to really just Booker going up against this, these other guys. I look forward to the Suns just being healthy and just winning as a team instead of relying so much on Booker. Cause that's a yes. scary thing. I feel like right now team basketball, that's what we're waiting team basketball. So Matthew, I know you're going to pop out of here. You're going to go see the, the post game interviews. Let us know if you get anything Whoop. good. Uh, and jamsters subscribe, rate and review all that fun stuff. We didn't start the fire, but I'm closing the pot out now. Uh, we'll see you on Tuesday night when the Suns play the golden state warriors. Uh, I know it's a short one, one of our shorter ones. I always say it that we're going to have short pods, and then we go on for an hour and, and some short pods. Well, you look about dead right now, so I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to go home and love my family. I go home and go.